This episode is brought to you by the No Tech Talk podcast, where the only rule is to have no tact. That's right. It's spelled T-A-C-T, just in case you didn't get it the first two times. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and tag us on social media wherever you share the episode. You can find all the socials and information on www.notactalk.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome, welcome back, one and all, to the No Tech Talk podcast, where the only rule here is to have no tech. I, I always like to say that in the beginning because every now and then I get like an influx of kind of like, you know, listeners and stuff like that. And they email me surprisingly uh, still and they say, hey, what is that? What does that even mean, like to have no tech? So, t- without getting too uh, into it, basically, uh, I grew up, and this is for my guests too as well. I grew up when people were, I was raised kind of old school. You know, my dad's born, I think he's born in 51. So, I was raised, you know, very old school, Birmingham, Alabama, that type of, you know, style. And I would, they were like, you so uncouth. You got no tech. You know, he kind of rough around the edges. He's a good guy, but, you know, still, right? And so, um, I started to kind of lean into trying to be like everybody else and fit in these different type of molds and stuff. And after a while, I realized, no, I'm a little different. I'm I'm going to keep it that way. So, you know, fast forward. And if you want to hit a whole story, please go back to the other episodes. I talk to talk about it a lot, but people ask a lot, um, a lot about it. And I just want to make sure that y'all kind of got an idea. I started leaning into it to who I was, what I was and uh, who I wanted to be. And that's that's it. So no tech talk, you know. You could you could say keep it 100, but I don't like that because it's it kind of got a lot of you know negative kind of tone to it in my personal opinion. So I said, hey, I'm gonna use what people said about me. I'm gonna make it a positive. I said, hey, I'm no tech, I don't have it. And again, I'm not around here just saying crazy stuff just for whatever, but that's just the type of personality that I have. And this isn't no tech talk. I always call the people that support the podcast no tacticians because we live unapologetically, no matter what we do. So whether you are astronaut or you a teacher or you a janitor, whatever, you, hey, in your realm, you live that no-tech lifestyle. So that's pretty much what that is. Now, with all that being said, today I have an amazing guest per usual. Uh, I first found out about him through the Serendipity with Inky Johnson podcast. Uh, if you don't know who he is, look him up as well. Dope, dope guy, puts out amazing content. Uh, but as I was listening, he, you know, he's one half of, the, uh, of that podcast for season two. I was listening to this this guy, and it felt kind of like home for me. Uh, it felt kind of like the conversations that I have had with like my uncles or other mentors that I've had. I'm like, you know, you how you listen to a podcast and you driving down the road or something like that, you find yourself kind of like nodding, nah. like, yeah, you know. And then you like you ask a question, and then maybe five minutes later, they, they kind of like dive deep into the question you just asked. He's like, ah, oh, it's like they in my head, right? So, um, for me, I want to make sure that the the guests that I have on also kind of correlate with what I am in line with, but also that I want to make sure it's for y'all ultimately is that we put out good information, good content, like relevant. Cause you know, like here, I'm about to introduce you in a second, but here's like, I don't really care about Cardi B's hair or what Kanye doing this week or whatever else. Right. I'm, I care about what really matters at the end of the day. When, if all the social media shut down, what, who are you, you know, what are you, what are you going to talk about? Right. So uh, I have Oak. He said, I could call him Oak. For people who know him, Oak is a, he's a professional educated mentor. And, I, and I, like I said before, uh, he has the podcast, the Serendipity with Inky Johnson podcast. With all that being said, welcome to the No Tech Talk podcast. All right. What's happening there? <laughs> What's going on? Man, it is it is truly an honor and a pleasure. I appreciate uh, it. I feel 
kind of taken aback by all of it. Yeah. And, uh, but I appreciate you for reaching out. Yes, sir. You know, and we instantly vibe being uh, from Birmingham, Alabama. And Correct. Yeah. I know the culture. I know, I know your uncle. You probably you might. I got people in Georgia. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Oklahoma, Selma, Alabama. I got folks all around kind of the country. And so, hey, you never know. Like, I got a friend of mine I met in church one time a long way back. And I'm pretty sure him, he is uh, my wife's cousin. There's from, and this is it's weird. Like, how you just kind of start talking to folks. Like, you know, Amy? May. Oh, yeah. She was at the cookout last week. Yeah. Blah, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, I, I just want to... Go ahead. And there's a distinct, there's a distinct culture, you yeah. know, with, with with other people, with especially as you were saying, your father being born, I think you said 51. Right. Uh, my boy, my father was born in 50. Yeah. And, you know, we all know what was going on during mm-hmm. that time in which they were growing up and, and they kind of passed that on to us. Correct. You know, so so that's why I said there's a kinship. There's a yeah. kinship of experience. There's a kinship of shared experience that uh that immediately drew drew me to you once we started conversing. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. Let's let's just chop it up. What you got? Okay, so I got a bunch of different type of type of stuff. So like I, I change my notes as I go. I know we talked a couple of weeks. I mean, I probably changed the topics a bunch of times, but uh most recently, um, I kind of want to talk about what I was talking about yesterday. So yesterday I had an opportunity in the army. I'm what you call an MRT, right? It's a master resiliency trainer, okay. you know, keyword resilience, right? And so I had like kind of like the young bucks, like, you know, uh, privates and stuff, right? Uh, for the first half of the day, for the second half of the day, I kind of had like the, the sergeants like myself kind of stuck in our ways, blanket leadership, just kind of working around that, right? Um, but the, the meat and potatoes of the entire day was something we call ATC, which is um, activating event. It is a thoughts about that event and then the consequences. Now, I, I kind of started in reverse. So when we think consequences, normally people think about, you know, bad stuff. But what I wanted to impress upon them was like, hey, the consequences could be good or bad. An activating yeah. event could be a good thing or a bad thing, but it's all how we we kind of respond to it. So I'm just kind of giving you some some background before I kind of get into it. So I'll, I kind of gave an example, an activating event, you know, had like a single soldier sitting right there. Hey, the girl texts you in the morning. Good morning. Oh, hey. Right. With the three wise or whatever they were talking about. You know, you could tell like she kind of she kind of feeling you activating the event. The thoughts about the event. Uh, oh, man, she feeling me. OK, cool. I might have a I have a chance. She takes me first. Right. And then the consequences, you might go on a date or something like that. So that was like a light example. And then I use the same example. Okay, activating event. She texts you. You text her right back, and she don't respond. You know, for like six hours. Mm. And so now, you, now we're in that thought. We're in that thoughts, right? So we're like, um, oh man, did I say something wrong. I, did I say, did I say something crazy. You know, the anxiety starts to kind of hit in. What, what you, I would call that is, uh, <laughs> you have that that space to create your narrative. Right. Right. So go ahead. now, and that's cool because. <laughs> You can create whatever narrative you want. Mm-hmm. You can create the narrative of she got busy. You can create the narrative of um, she's not feeling me. You can create the narrative of she's trying to see how serious I am. I'm, am I going to text again? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, is he going to chase me? Type deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there are, there are a plethora 
of narratives that you could create, yet you still have the power to create it. Absolutely. That's if you lean into just your own creativity and your own creation of the narrative, as opposed to trying to jump through the hoops and chase the ghosts of trying to figure out what she means by not texting back. Yeah. In six hours, then you'll be like a dog chasing his tail. You'll be what I call chasing ghosts. Great. Create your narrative. Oh, okay, she got busy. No pressure. And just let it let it be that. You know? and let it be that. And or, so, or what, you know, yeah. whatever you want it to be, yet you still created it. Yep. And so we, we talked about a bunch of different scenarios, you know, because the thoughts part in part is what really kind of, you know, like you said, guides us and, and, you know, what's in the back of our head while we're doing whatever throughout the day. And then the consequence could be good or bad. Like you saying, hey, she was probably at work or her phone died or, or whatever else. And so I, eight times out of 10, I still talk about it two times too, when it's, it might be that, it might be that bad thing. We'll get that here in a second. But Eight times I say out of 10, hey, it was probably just something else. It was kind of in our own head. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the entire thing, because I, what I said was anything can be ATC. Anything can be an activating event. I, I say, I mean, the, the doctrine we had when I was learning about it, you probably have maybe 500, three to 500 activating events in a day. Yeah. Action, your thoughts about that action. And then what actually happened from the activating event. So what, what do you think about all of that? Um, I, I agree. There are infinite amount of activating events. And then what do what draws your attention? What what captures your attention? What captures your imagination? Right. Mm-hmm. So the activating event, and then which one do you allow? Which ones do you allow to enter into your thought process? Right. Yeah. So then after you have the activating events, what happens? What do you think about it? How do you feel about it? How do you process it? Mm-hmm. How do you create, uh, again, that narrative of what is actually going on, right? Yeah. Because you can have a you can have an activated event, and ten people have ten different responses mm-hmm. to the same event. What is yours? You being able to own it, as opposed mm-hmm. to allowing the activated event to drive the discourse, to drive your thoughts, to drive your feelings. Yeah. So now it's like you're following others and you're prime example. Okay. The activating event was what happened at the Oscars. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then sure. now everyone had their responses, mm-hmm. many different responses. Now, what are the consequences? How does it play out? How does the, your thoughts to the activating event play out in your own life? How is your life made better? The conversations that you have, are you more in tune with social, emotional um, discourse? Are you more into just the emotional aspect of someone says something crazy about my wife and I'm, this is how I'm going to respond. If somebody says something crazy about my loved one, this is how I'm mm-hmm. going to respond. If I'm the one that was the recipient of someone else's aggression, how do I respond? Mm-hmm. All of those different um, responses are like just a teaching tool. It, it pushes the culture along. So yeah. it either pushes the culture along in a quote unquote negative way yeah. or in a way that's that's not healthy, or we can push the culture along in a way that leaves us better off. So yeah. I feel that. It, 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 you just, be, you, once you understand what, uh, what actions, what external stimuli you allow into your thoughts? What are they? Then how do they make you feel? How do they make you act? And then 
what are the consequences of those thoughts? What are the consequences of those actions? Right. It, it gets real sticky. Streamlined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my thing is for real with everything mm-hmm. is being in front of it. Being in front of uh once the activated uh event happens, right? That's the part we can't control. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that, you pretty much can control it, even the consequences. Okay. You can control not necessarily what the consequence is, yet you can control how you feel about how you deal with the consequence if yeah. you're in front of long as but if it's it's like if I react to something, I react to someone slapping me, right? Yeah. In such a way that it brings me mon- momentary gratification, then the consequence pretty much is not going to be uh something that I'm going to feel good about. They kind of got to already be in you, though, right? Because you have a very small window to think about it. Somebody slapped so it kind of you already kind of already have to be having a conversation yeah, and what you got to yeah. do to keep that peace. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, it, yes, it has to be in you, but it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you're born with it. Yeah, oh like yeah, you can work towards having a a, a, a thought process of restraint. Mm-hmm. You can work towards uh, keeping your composure in the middle of chaos. Yeah, which is why. I, you know, when you're teaching, you you want to teach, or when you were training, like when you went to basic training. Yeah, yeah. They basically did what? They created chaos. Yeah. To see how you would respond. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know the particulars of it. Yeah. Oh, chaos. You about right. You <laughs> know that it was they created a, a chaotic environment. Yeah. And for you to create the habit, to you to build a habit of response mm-hmm. in a chaotic environment. Now, of course, when we take it to the nth level, we're talking about Navy SEALs and we're talking yeah. about Army Rangers. And, Correct. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. But it's that's it's still the same formula. Create mm-hmm. the chaos in practice. I coach football. Create the chaos. Create difficulty. Put you in a in a difficult situation. We're yeah, going to run, yeah. run, 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 run. Now, it's you got three downs. You got four downs. Defense. You were fourth and goal. I mean, yeah. first and goal from the six-yard line. After we ran all of these sprints, after you did all of these push-ups, now can you stop the offense from scoring? Correct. Maybe yeah. you can, maybe you can't. But what we did, we created a habit. We created a habit of thought. Most of memory. A habit of mind. Yeah. And, and so when we talked about with uh consequences, um when if you we broke it down and we said, okay, consequences are basically, you know, obviously how you respond from the thoughts and everything that happened, right? It's emotions and then your reactions. Mm-hmm. right and so it's, it's be able to control and this is good again good or bad i know it's a bad kind of we look at consequences being bad but you can have good consequences from you know what i'm saying so okay mm-hmm. that's, of course and of course that's easy that's why we always talk about kind of like the the bad part because hey good consequences okay great awesome i don't need to control my emotions or understand how i'm gonna react and so then we broke it down even further now we have the dynamic of a male and a female and how we react and I said, and I say this all the time on the, on the podcast. I said, I feel like men are way more emotional than females and women, however you want to call it. I, I do. You know, yes. I, I always use the example of, uh, and one girl was like, yeah, she was in the back. It was so funny. I said, think about, we always hear like on social media, something like the guy, you know, he's holding stuff in, he's holding stuff in, kind of passive aggressive. You know, we, we usually don't say much, right? And then after a while, he just flipped one day. And the girl's talking to her friend, like, girl, I don't know what happened to Jay. Like, he just up and started acting crazy one day. I don't even know. 
And that's because we're holding those emotions in. And then until mm-hmm. a point to where we can't do it anymore. And now we do want to looking crazy, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so it's, it's the inability to, to uh, communicate those emotions. And, you know, because I feel like, okay, emotions can be in check. You know, you put them in check. You can kind of express those emotions. But when we're reacting, is I think it's very, oftentimes it's not as, as positive as we'd like it to be. You know, in our head, I'm fed up. I'm justified. Boom, 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 boom. But to her, we've this been chilling. This is the first time they're, they're, they're experiencing it. Correct. This is the first time they're experiencing your emotion, whereas you've experienced your emotion for the past three weeks. Yeah, and so equate that to my boss. Okay, I've been holding it in. Again, my emotions and reactions to the consequences of whatever activating event. Um, now I'm flipping on my boss. He's like, where did this come from? She's like, I don't, you know. And so you could kind of put this in any type of category. Um, and it goes along with what you were saying. Uh, we control that. And, and go ahead. The, the thing is, uh, I guess one of the questions is, where do you learn to process your emotions as a man? And I'll mm. wait for the answer. <laughs> so I'll give you the answer I gave them because someone asked that same question. Um, we talked about nature versus nurture. You know, we talked about how you can, you know, how you grow up, you can get it from your, you know, your parents or, you know, other mentors and stuff like that. We talked about faith. Um, you know, because in the military, we have like a chaplain, you know, like a, you know, chaplain is, and then we have like MRT with me, kind of, they call me the positivity guy, hunt the good stuff, right? And then you have like the medical side, like behavioral health, you know, that's, if you go to behavioral health, hey, you know, whatever, right? Um, I feel like that it depends on the person, it's very situational, because some people might like to, hey, reading a book, they have, might have to have an outlet to be able to control it, other people have to kind of attack it head on, um, but I Go ahead. I, I and I hear you. Okay. Yet what what I'm hearing are strategies how to deal with it. Uh-huh. The question is, where do and when do we learn how to process our emotions as men? Like for, for instance, okay. At four, you fall off your bike. Yeah. You you're not taught to process your emotions. You're you're taught to suck it up and get back on the bike. All right. You're not talked and you're not giving us space okay I see you right. yeah how did it feel to fail at riding the bike into mm. the point to where you fake where you how did it feel riding the bike and you failed at accomplishing your mission yeah. of riding the bike without falling you fail okay you scrape your knee some of that is the hurt of your knee a lot of that though is the hurt of not being able to master riding this bike in this moment yeah how do you feel about that meaning we don't have we're not we don't teach young people to or give them a space to process their emotions and process Mm -hmm. their thoughts and then give them a space to articulate Mm -hmm. especially boys yeah so now you get men who really all we have is to suppress, suppress, suppress until we can't suppress it any longer. Right. And it comes out in a very negative way. And it comes out in a very dehabilitating way. Mm-hmm. Because we don't we don't have spaces. So the thing, be, for, I think, going forward, us being where we are in our okay. lives and, and interacting with younger people to give them the space to, uh, you know, a young Thundercat may fail a test. Yeah. Instead of me first going in on, did you study? Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't you, you know, do your best and this, that, and other? 
the first question is, how you feel about failing? Mm. Stop okay. screaming. Right? Yeah. Just, you know, I, how does it feel to not meet your goal? Because what I'm, I'm trying to do is create a safe space for you to articulate yourself. Because yeah. that is what's going to ultimately lead to whatever traumatic experiences you have, that's going to ultimately lead to part of your healing. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to lead to you not uh, bottling things up. And then all of a sudden it comes out and you just look like the, just the crazy guy. Okay. I like that. So I have, to, okay, I got you. I'm on the same streamline now. I have, um, I use myself as an example. Um, last church I was at in Austin, we had like these men's groups, you know, um, and it was it was such rare air. I, I say that a lot when when men are able to to kind of be honest and open, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and so we were going around the time when you know my Aubrey was happening, you know, when all these things were happening in the media with the, the police department stuff like that. And it was way more than like that barbershop kind of feel. And I, 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 I saw people get healed. We talked about therapy. Um, I was able, I talked about my dealings with like friendship because I have like a, like, you know, whew, I was talking about stuff like, I, I take a friend serious. Like my dad taught me, what, I told him all the time, he, t- he, uh, he taught me what a friend was too early. Like in high school, I could see, the fakeness coming from a mile away, you know? And I was like, no, you ain't really trying to be my friend for it, right? So I saw men, um, they said, hey, you know, I've really needed this. And these are like guys in like their 50s, 40s. Like like you said, we, we, we didn't really have a space. And so my generation, I'm 29, um, the, the world for me is kind of like, it's okay, you know, go to therapy. You know, we're just now like barely scraping the surface with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a place where, you know, age didn't matter. Um, for the guys that are listening to, I think a pride gets in that way a lot. My ego. A guy was like, hey, Jay, he pulled me to the side. I, ne- I never forget this. He pulled me to the side. He was like, he was like, I think he was 49 or something. He's like, he told me, he's like, I'm 49 years old. You told me you were 28. And I honestly, I ain't want to listen to you. He said, this, he said, he said, you ain't been through enough life yet to understand, you know, where I come from, this, that, and the third. But he said, what you said kind of changed me, right? Uh, and then I told somebody else, like, the next day, like, hey, you know, I didn't like this this guy, the guy that was leading it, the whole thing. And I, but I had to be honest with him and tell him, I had to put myself aside, I'm like, hey, came to him correct, of course, you know, you're acting crazy. But hey, I, you know, I don't like this, that, and the third about you. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just harboring it in. And so it was all different situations like that but i think that we can get to that space a little bit easier we let ourselves go we let jay go right oh go because we get in our own way having having um mediums like the football team or you know the barbershop or these meetings or stuff it kind of helps you get into that mode but you got to do the work you can listen to every motivational speaker every single day of your life but until you're ready to do the work or you know like you said getting up at 6 a.m having that time before the world wake up or whatever then you'll never be able to get to it. Um, and and uh, there's a couple of things that you said, like the the elder who said they they didn't want to listen yeah. to you. Yeah. And then you added to uh, decipher between the leader and how you felt about mm-hmm. it, right? Uh, you know, we we 
adopt the mantra of the message is the message. All right. The message from the devil can be just as transformative as the message from the angel. Mm -hmm. If you're into the message, Correct. because it, it, regardless of where it comes from, because it came to you, it must be divine. Mm -hmm. Unless you don't see yourself as divinity. Okay. It's how you if see you start yourself. with, yeah. if you start with, I am divine. So thus, whatever message comes to me, regardless of the, the vehicle from which it, when, when, mm -hmm. whence it comes, it is, it must be a divine message because I am of divinity. Now it's up to me and, and my processing and my discernment to make it work for me. But That's I'm good. not going to get caught up in where the message comes from. Like I learned, by, this is my sixth year at a, at a school, K through eight school, right? Yeah. I've always been in a middle school or a high school. I've never been in a school with elementary students. And these babies have taught me so much about life. Like, it sometimes brings tears to me mm -hmm. because the purity of who they are, the sincerity of who they are, the honesty of, of their words, yeah, right? It's not clouded by jaded experiences mm -hmm. that they've had. So how I have to look at that is it's not necessarily this six-year-old and them wanting to give me a hug or them mm -hmm. wanting to say, I like your shoes or good morning, Mr. Mitchell. It is the spirit by which they're speaking to me and that spirit, though, is coming from the universe. It's coming from a place of divinity. Yeah. Or they may be saying, you know, they may give me, say something crazy. Or I may think it's crazy, but they may yeah, offer yeah. me a correction. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's divinity, too. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, so I just don't want us to get caught up in the notion that it has to be, the message has to come in a, in a pre-package that we like. You may like the package. You may like how it's wrapped up. But then when you open it up, it may be a bomb. Yeah. And blow your whole world up. Correct. Man, that's right? good. But it can be a paper sack and be a pork chop sandwich that you've just been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had one of them in a while. We had a real pork chop all day. But I, Man, hey, I, question I about that, though. Right oh, so did, did, did you grow up with South Meat? You ever know what that is? Yeah, I know. Man, okay, I was making sure. South Meat. I was talking to my friend the other day. He was like, you still eat that? I said, yeah. I said, we do connecting sauce with South Meat, Spam. My brother, he's in Maryland right now. He orders it online. He still wants to get it up there. Yeah. Hey, we had a neighbor who used to give us deer meat all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. We had... um. I was going through a lot of your content and one thing that stuck out to me was uh, the difference between fear and being scared. I think it was mm -hmm. one of the videos in the morning. I thought that was really, uh, it kind of tied into, uh, you know, those activating events. Cause when we get in our thoughts, it's it's like, okay, putting a name to it. Like, am I, am I afraid? Like my, my fearing something like, you know, am I crippled by this or am I just scared? Right. So can you kind of dive into Go ahead. Being scared should propel you. Right. Mm -hmm. It should propel you. I'm scared to do this. And that's why I'm going to do it. I'm going to overcome this, this anxiety that yeah. I have, this, this blockage, right? Mm -hmm. Fear is the absence of love. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm fearful of something, then it's going to paralyze me. It's, gonna, it's not, I'm not going to move. Like sometimes, you know, people are not necessarily afraid to step out on faith. Mm. They're fearful of stepping out on faith. 
because mm. they understand they, they there's a belief that if I step out on faith, then it's not going to result in the thing that I want. It's yeah. not going to result mm. into the outcome that I'm looking for. Right. Mm. So if all of it is just a, a, a bowl of soup of oxymoronic events, because if you're saying you're stepping out on faith, then what comes out of faith? Hope, faith, mm. then what? Love. Yeah. But you can't have hope, faith, fear. Right. So yeah. if you're if you're saying you're walking on faith for real, then that automatically propels you to doing whatever it is that your heart desires, wherever your mind is taking you, wherever your creative desires are taking you. That and, and to be scared to do it, yes, you should be scared. That means you're aware. Mm. That means you are cognizant of what's going on around you. It's not blind, it's not reckless. That's what being scared is. Being scared is just those senses. Uh, your mental senses, your emotional senses just perking up so you can make sure that you're stepping into a place that's going to ultimately lead you to health and prosperity. Yeah. Fear, you you just won't move. You become stagnant and life keeps going. And what happens as a result, as, li uh, as life keeps going and you don't move, then that's when you go down this place of depression and feeling sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. and now you get uh, resentful and angry and all of these other emotions that that comes up because of fear yeah because the absence of love is fear absence of love is fear huh and then i've talked to people who they're like i get what you're saying mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure and i always like to like again if i'm listening to this episode yeah. right now yeah. i get what y'all saying oh but you know, I had these experiences and, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know, like, it, it's easy for you. That's what people always say. It's, it's easy for y'all to say that y'all, y'all doing it already. Da, 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 da. Like, but how do I even begin to, to break through or to, you know, conquer that fear? Okay. Right now I'm fearful of going out on the circuit of talking about this stuff and talking about education, talking about my experience in education yeah. through other educators, the young educators, because, uh, well, I think, I think I know, I know that I have experiences mm. that will will help the next generation of educators along, right? Mm. I'm clear on that. Having done, having done and in the middle of doing serendipity and feedback, I'm clear on that, but I'm, mm. I'm, I'm still fearful. So I'm in the midst of this season of breaking out of my fear. Mm -hmm. Like, it's vulnerable as I, I can be about it. So yeah. slowly but surely, I'm working on it, working on my content, working on my presentation, and just yeah. to step out. And it may bomb, it may be great. I don't know. But, and there's some days where I feel good about it. And most days I'm like, nah, man, it's, I, I just stay in this little lane that I'm, that I'm in. So I understand the notion of fear being debilitating. Because remember, when I'm talking, I'm not talking to you. You just yeah. hear in my conversation with God. So anything that I say, please understand that this is what Oak is going through. This is what I'm going through. Yeah. These are some of the some of the things that I'm processing for myself. I'm just uh, sharing them with whoever is listening. Like so that. it's not I'm over here saying, "Oh, I got it." No, I'm saying I'm I'm in the middle. I'm in the arena, mm -hmm. and my you know face is muddy and got sand on it. And I'm getting my butt kicked, mm -hmm. and I'm still trying. I'm still getting up. I'm still fighting through it. Like this fear made paralyze me for today but it's not gonna paralyze me tomorrow it may paralyze me tomorrow but it's not gonna paralyze me on a monday 
do you that have part, something that you on. do? You have something that you do like prior to like a big event or something like that, that like a you know affirmation no, or no. whatever. No, you kind of go it, straight into it's it. Really, it's really just day in and day out. That's why six a.m. is start time. Okay, so you already at that, that moment because you got up so early and be able to able, able to have your time. That's your thing, right? Because I don't post, I don't say something every day. Why? Because I don't have something to say. Every yeah, day. I noticed that. I'm not. I'm not just on here just to get the responses and I got something to give. Some days mm-hmm. I don't have it to give. Or some days like today, I didn't, the only thing I had to give was me taking my old butt out for the first mm-hmm. time in two years pre-COVID and playing yeah. tennis. Yeah. That was my 6 a.m. was the start time. That was me stepping out on, and I was nervous as heck. Yeah. I, I didn't know how my body would respond. Mm-hmm. So that was me walking through my process that's why that that 6 a.m was start time it's not just in a formula it's not just in a i'm gonna get up and speak for two three minutes and post it on ig mm-hmm. this is what i've been doing my whole life man yeah i would tell people yeah. to kind of get a couple of notches under their belt first that's one way you know start super small i love the the i forgot what guy said it's probably a bunch of people did but you know the first win of the day is like making up your bed right or Let's make your bed. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to <laughs> interrupt you. But I tell you, make your bed. Put your yeah. feet on the floor and make your bed. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you can do those two things. You you two and oh for the day. You're two and oh for the day. You put your feet on the floor, you make your bed. Now, what's your first routine? What is what is it that you do? Whether you roll over and do push-ups, whether mm-hmm. you go brush your teeth, whether you go take a shower, whether you meditate, whether you pray. Then now you're three and oh. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at it like that, by the time you walk out the door, you're undefeated. Yeah. Then now you give yourself a chance at the day. You give yourself a chance at being successful for the day. Then when you get back in and, and start to lay your head down, reflect on it. And I guarantee you, if you reflect on it and, and you have your perspective, not someone else's perspective, nor someone else's expectations, mm-hmm. your own perspectives and your own expectations, you're going to lay your head down with more wins than losses, yeah. and today would be a win. And down the other end, that's what I was going to say, too. Okay, cool. You've done that, and now at the end of the day, um, you have to make sure that you earn your sleep. I'm really big about telling to people, right? Okay, so you go to bed, and you you you, you kind of reflect. I think everybody generally does that, whether it be in the shower or something like that, on the way home from work. What did I do today? What did I accomplish? You know, especially for men, like, because, you know, we're, we're very, tend to be naturally ambitious, you know? Um, and it's like earn your sleep. If you feel like mm-hmm. you didn't do enough on Tuesday, all right, Wednesday we gotta gotta double down. And as you yes. do it, it's just making little notches, um, you know, in their, in their lifestyle. I was thinking about it today even before we started recording. I got this stuff, man. <laughs> when I when I first started this podcast, and I put a post all the time. I was in my closet, I had this little cheap. I know I had the uh, Apple headphones. That was it, and I was recording on the laptop. And I, the closet was a perfect place to record to this day still because you know, got all the clothes around you, it's a good sound and everything. And I'm looking around and I know, and I want to talk about too. Oh, y'all talked about gratitude. That was one of my favorite episodes. We talked about gratitude, but I was like, okay, I got the light thing going on, you know. Um, I got my little mixer and my notes over here, this, that, and the third. But ultimately, I was able to, like, man, like, no, aside from all the stuff. I was listening to him like two years ago, who Jay was two years ago. 
versus how now I was like, man, I've, I've kind of grown a little bit, you know, like the way I talk, like, you know, my cadence when I speak kind of thing, uh, is a little bit better. And so like that made me feel better than all the other things that I've done. And so when I'm having that gratitude for the things like the growth, because hopefully we're growing a little bit, even if it's, by, you know, millimeters a day, you can look back and say, hey, well, I have grown a little bit. So maybe I can kind of double down that again, I, you know, to have the moment I was able to see where I was. And this is where I'm at now. Use that. Let that fuel me. And I can keep going. So it's, it's if, when people take inventory of the stuff that they've done, I think it kind of helps uh, along with that fear as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, the aspect of taking inventory of your own growth is you making sure that you're using your own metric. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. And, and sometimes not even comparing yourself to yourself. Mm. Because yesterday I was able to do 10 things. Okay. Right. Yesterday, let's say yesterday was Friday. I was mm -hmm. able to do 10 things because I got a great amount of sleep and rest in peace on Thursday night. Well, Friday, uh, although I got a lot of things accomplished, mm -hmm. my, my spirit wasn't right. My, my mind wasn't right. Sorry, my emotion, my dog. <laughs> my emotional yeah. stuff wasn't right. And so I didn't get as, about, as much sleep as I wanted to mm -hmm. on Friday night. So if I compare what I did Friday to what I compared what I did Saturday, Friday would be way more. Mm -hmm. Yet I didn't get the, I didn't get the sleep on Friday night to go into Saturday as I got Thursday night to go into Friday. So yeah. I can't compare what I did Friday to Saturday. So it's always relational. It's always just okay. understanding it and changing your perspective every day. Shifting your perspective every day, right? Now, yeah. if you go to bed and you're not at peace with it, and you're like, you know what? I just decided to be less than my best. Yeah. Okay? Then now, my perspective, my mindset, which is the most important thing here, just shifted. I'm going to give my best. Mm -hmm. It may not result in what I did yesterday, but I gave my best. That's good. The process over the product. So I earned my mm -hmm. sleep. Because I gave my best. I didn't earn my sleep because I did more yesterday than I did today. Or I did more today than I did yesterday. Quality over quantity. Yeah. I gave it what I had. And I gave some of what I didn't have. Although it may not result in, I didn't do as much on Saturday as I did on Friday. Mm. Yeah. Because now, <laughs> remember, expectations, whether they're yours or someone else's, you have to release them. Mm. You're not trying to live up to your expectations or anyone else's. Your own expectations, which you said. Let them go too. Let your own expectations okay. go too. Because your own expectations are rooted in, in oh, your experiences. Okay, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I do. Like your yeah. expectations are rooted in what someone else has told you, what society has told you. Like they're still coming from a place of maybe, possibly, of a lack of divinity. Mm -hmm. So Divinity has no expectations. This is just my thought. This is just Oak speak. Yeah, for real. Divinity has no expectations. We put expectations on ourselves and we allow others to put expectations on us. And that is mm -hmm. the root of your shortcoming. That is the root of your um, lack of peace, lack of happiness, lack of momentness, lack of being where your feet are. Be where your feet are. 
Mm. That simply means let everything go and whatever is happening right now, like right now, I'm right here. Right. I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm listening to what I'm saying. I'm processing this conversation mm -hmm. and I'm moving forward. So I can literally say in this moment, I am where my feet are. I can't say that all the time. Mm. Right. But right now I am where my feet are. Cool. So, you know what? That's a great transition. I like it. Where did this, where did the wisdom of Oak come from? Right, oh, like I, think I, I said it. This I week, know it's. I, I know it's a big like question. You got, you know, back, I don't know what you know different points you want to touch on in your life, but we. I always think about that when I listen to like a speaker. Like, man, what is? Because you know, you see people that read stuff. Like, you know, you used to go places and listen, to folks. Like, you can tell they they took the time out to study. But if there's a point when they step away from the podium, and you could tell like that's kind of them, right? Mm -hmm. And so, what kind of shaped you? to get to where you are attended today no particular time frame it, it, but... it's simple it's simple for me my grandmother okay my dad my dad's mom mm -hmm. and my dad they always spoke in sort of parables analogies uh like my dad would always say use your head for something outside the head right yeah <laughs> i like it right or he mm -hmm. say when i get you i'm gonna get you for old and new mm -hmm. but when life gets you it's gonna get you for old and new so you sitting there like what the hell this man's talking about. <laughs> yeah. so if you, you know, you got to either dismiss it or mm -hmm. you got to try to pick up what he's putting down. Mm -hmm. And that process of of picking it up. So then that's how I I speak. Like I'm I wouldn't be a I don't think you know this great speaker for 45 minutes to an hour. Like I feel like if I have him driven home my point in about eight minutes, yeah, I'm just talking because I'm it's gonna be boom, boom, boom. When you wake up in the morning, put your feet on the floor. Mm -hmm. When you wake up in the morning, be available. When you wake up in the morning, make your bed, right? Yeah. Those three things now are, the, are 6 a.m. was the start time. It doesn't matter what the start time is. Just have a start time. Mm-hmm. Have your Just own have set. A start time. Yeah, yeah. Right? Own your start time. Own it. So, you know, uh, my grandma would say uh, things like share and share alike. You know, me and my brother, my cousin, we, she, she was after school. Uh, program. She was summer program. Anytime mm -hmm. we were not in school, we would stay with our grandma nice. while our parents went to work. So I picked up a lot of just just her her ways, her peaceful nature. As I tell, I, was, I tell people all the time, she is the most spiritual person that I ever known. Yeah, and I I probably saw her go to church maybe twice. Mm, she is the okay. most kind, gentle person I've ever known. Yeah, she, she was the like. If 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 there were if there was a disciple that I've seen, it would be her. If there was her Jesus actions, yeah, her actions, her spirit, the way she carried herself, she said, always would say, sometimes uh, you got to give up your rights for somebody else's wrongs. Yeah. Because mm. mind you, this is a woman who she couldn't go to the store and buy a Coca Cola. Yeah. She had the money, but during the time she was growing up and coming along, black people couldn't buy yeah. We had to buy Pepsi. Mm -hmm. We had to buy knee highs. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. to buy, uh, uh, what's the other one? RC code. Yeah. I know you, your folks know about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember having, I can see it right now. My dad, he had a, he, the 12 packs, the RCs in the bar. Right, why, why do you think your dad didn't bring home Coca Cola, man? That's crazy. Huh. Because he grew up in a culture mm -hmm. where black people couldn't buy Coca-Cola. 
that's the culture that I come from. So the things they instilled in me, I come from mm. a culture from working from can't see to can't see. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know what, what are you talking about working from can't see to can't see? Because the sun is down when you go out in the field yeah, and the sun down is when down when back. you come on. Yeah. So that's that's where these things that you know they're mine, mm-hmm. but that 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 culture, that infrastructure, that's where it comes from. And so what did you do to build upon that? So you had a, an awesome foundation, what it sounds like. Go to school. Go, Go to school. school. Okay. It was, uh, as I said, I said it this week. My partner, he and I had a conversation two sun, two Saturdays ago. Yeah. In fact, I got to call him when I get off this. because We always chop it up. Chop, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he's in Texas, but we went to college together. He's from Arkansas. Um, but the thing is, our people sent us to school not to learn what they didn't know. They sent us to school to articulate what they did know. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, you, you go because you're smarter than me. No, I need you to somehow be able to articulate my existence because my existence as mm-hmm. a descendant of a first generation descendants of slaves, mm-hmm. my 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 uh, existence of being this sharecropper, my existence of yeah. being this. A uh, black woman who's raised ten kids who living in a patriarchal society and never really being seen. Mm-hmm. I need you to be able to articulate my existence. That's why mm-hmm. my folks sent me to Clark Atlanta University. Yeah, it just I'm so happened Clark that I became a teacher. And did you kind of want to be a teacher? Because that's a very thankless job. We, I was, I had a great relationship. Um, I was a recruiter in the army about two years ago for three years, and. You know, the teachers is my bread and butter, but I had to make sure they knew I was coming from a good place. Because, you know, the recruiters, we come in, you know, it, it's already a bad stigma. You just trying to po- poach my children to join the army. Um, but I, had, I learned so much uh, from them because I would sit down, you know, like the army would give us like money, like, you know, give them like Chick-fil-A, talk to the principals and third. Um, I found I, I got a newfound respect for teachers, not just, my, you know, the monetarily uh, monetary aspect, but. It's the passion that you have to have um, for the job. And you actually got to, you know, you got to care. You really have to like. Yeah. If you don't care, it will destroy I mean, you. yeah. And so do you watch uh, Abbott Elementary? It's a, a kind of. Abbott movie. Elementary. Uh, my wife uh, <laughs> watched it. She binge, binge watched it maybe third and I think yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I told I was like, this is pretty much yeah. on point with, with, <laughs> with teachers. You know, it's, it's kind of accurate. Like you know, every school is not like that, but mm-hmm. you can go find a school where it lets you in. You know, it lets yeah. you in. Spending your own money, you know, trying to get yeah. money for this, being in the break room, you know, chopping it up, you know, exchanging ideas. Um, and then you know, the insecurities of the yeah. older teachers, like even now, you know, okay. we come back from COVID and we're mm-hmm. virtual learning and we have teachers who've been teaching 25, 30, 35 years, and now they have to use. This technology that we're using now yeah in terms of virtual as their main recourse and for them to still do it like i think that that's something that's getting slept on too like that's another okay, one yeah. of my things that i got to bring to light like those 25 year veterans those 30 year veterans who survived covid and on the on the back side of covid education uh this new virtual aspect and they still thrive mm. Much kudos, big props, big props. much honor and celebration. Cause see, you know, to a 
to a 26 year old this is what they've been doing their whole life yeah pretty much you know this medium right here oh, you know, it's not it's me, not that big of a huh? and yeah. zoom link and we on here right now and it's mm. all good man think about a 62 year old teacher who's been doing this 34 years and you want to talk about the Zoom thing? You talking about Microsoft Teams? Yeah, right? <laughs> especially you know kindergarten or K through five. You trying to get the attention span is nothing. Right. You <laughs> just trying to keep them engaged. Yeah, I got yeah, feel so, it. But they'll be able to be get on the you know sort on the backside of it and still be successful and still be impactful. Hey, I, that's that's I can't I can't express enough my gratitude to Me too, and I definitely want to. Yeah, I want to give you yours too. Your flowers as well. I uh, love the little podcast. It's called Drink Temps. They always giving people their, their flowers today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and so I think that's so important. And so um, I kind of get a little of that. And people was like, um, I remember being in this event one time. Thank you for your service. I, I said, no. I said, thank you. Because she was a teacher. I said, this is, you know, we good over here. Like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't deal with Johnny attitude every day and couldn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because we could yell and scream in the army. But you still got to keep your, you know, your uh, self-centered, right. you know. You got to take it on the cheek and, you know, get mad about it later. So uh, definitely kudos uh, to you. Man, it, it was uh, in the seventh, eighth, ninth grade. I want to be a computer scientist. I want to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, deal with computers and write programs and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Uh, you know, I felt like, but it was because, you know, I, I, I was good in math. I didn't mm -hmm. know any other, like, avenues okay. um, to go through. And then when I got to geometry, Mr. Math is geometry class and it came and it, the light clicked like it makes sense life is about angles and proof yeah. you being able to show your work and write, yeah. show your work, write your narrative and make it sense be, being logical oh okay that's me naturally mm. like even when i was in fifth and sixth grade you know uh, i would spend summers go to sleep reading socrates out the encyclopedia and mm. aristotle like philosophy not, not knowing why, it was just as I was perusing through, those mm -hmm. things that captured my attention. Uh, and so Mr. Mathis, and then I had a football coach, Ronald Graham, uh, the late, great Ronald Graham, who took me under his wing, or I, I just made him take me under his wing. Yeah. He went, right? <laughs> um, he was the first cat that, where I grew up, it was rural. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say poor. I can't say I was poor. I wasn't poor because I ate every day. I had a plethora of food. Mm -hmm. I got everything that I needed and some of the things that I wanted. And the only yeah. reason I get, didn't get everything I wanted because my dad was trying to teach me a lesson. Yeah. But he had worked uh, and sacrificed enough to where I could have really had anything I wanted. So I'm not tripping on that. Yeah. Yet my granddad, my great granddaddy um, owned more than 100 acres of land and had cows and horses and farms. Yeah. So I never went without. So I'm not going to tell that story of oh I was poor and I came up from nothing. No, I it was I I was I was privileged. I was blessed. blessed I'm not yeah. ashamed of that. Um, the only thing probably if you say I'm coming from behind was I came from the rural south. So yeah. I don't know about New York and Chicago and Los Angeles yeah. and Houston and all these other places. But the, the lessons that I got. That, that's why I use those phrases and use those sayings because I want to always honor where I come from because Absolutely. I'm glad of it. Yet saying all that to say those men and the impact they had on my life and how they made me feel, mm -hmm. I want to make other young people feel that way. So that was the spark, that was the seed of wanting to teach. Back in that's dope.
Yeah. Woohoo. That that's amazing. Again, applause. So as we transition, I don't want to take too much of your day. We're getting towards the end of the podcast, right? Uh, this is my yes, personal sir. favorite. Um, random question of the day. Um, it's not really random today because I had people email me and say, Hey, bring back the superpower question. We love it, we love it, we love it. So if because I kind of I explain it, I, I'll do it towards the end. So if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And then how would you use it to make money? Anything in the world, any you know, superhero, and if you you kind of describe it, I'll help you get there. I'm as you could tell in the background, people I love all things comics and stuff like that. So if if I had the ability to give you a hug, okay, and you could realize the potential and the reason that God sent you here mm-hmm. is what I would aspire to do. Huh. And, and you would get your fulfillment from that. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong that, with that. That, that, is, that is, would do whatever, it for you. Whatever money comes from it, so be it. But yet I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I'm in mm-hmm. heaven. You if charge I can give you per a hug, hug. How much did you charge per hug? To get a, that's, that's, that's an expensive hug. <laughs> you have a lot of CEOs at your door. <laughs> I, would, I would charge that you can only manifest this power uh-huh. if you give it to someone else. I said in about six months, you have the world be a better place. Hopefully. <laughs> and so say so it one more time. You give them the hug and then they're able to do what? They're able to manifest uh-huh. the reason why God sent them here. Oh, so purpose. Wow. And okay, so and the only way you can the only they were able to see the way to do it, right? Because a lot of times with our purpose, we gotta like usually it's something with us, not the world. It's something that we gotta overcome or keep at bay, whatever to mm-hmm. to exercise. No, it would be magic, it would be like the superpower is it would instantly come to you. It would be but like they still gotta power. earn it though, right? You would it's know what it was, but they the still gotta like you, get to you, it. You get to it by giving somebody else the hug, by giving it to somebody hmm. else. You only get it by giving it. Oh, so if you don't do it, if you selfish, you know that you, you ain't gonna get it. You don't ever get it. So it's still your your huh. choice. It's up to you, bro. It's your business. Okay. I'm kind of stumped. Okay. <laughs> well, no. So what I do is, um, like for example, one lady said uh, invisibility. And she said, I want to be invisible, be able to go in different rooms and third. I make money by being like an agent. So I forgot what she said. And so when you say stuff like that, usually you kind of have like, you know, self-esteem issues because you want to be invisible, right? Or another guy said, um, I think he was like, being able to control minds. And I was like, oh, well, obviously you a villain because you're trying to get people hit, you know? But uh, with that, um, I would say that it's kind of like a lot of what we talked about is you are very empathetic to the to the human condition. Um, the re- if you if you I've listened to a lot of interviews with um, the creators of like comics, Stan Lee, you know all the, the famous people we hear about, and you know Spider Man, the Hulk, Superman. You know why why don't they get paid or why is Superman such like a, a good guy? He doesn't ever just go you know whatever. And um, having a lot of power, it is a lot of responsibility for lack of better words. All right, and so being able to understand, like you said understanding that we're divine knowing like who we are 
you know, remember who you are. Um, and once you do that, the world gets, you know, you realize how finite, I said that a lot too, like you realize how finite you are in this, this big world, you know, we say God is infinite and we're finite. Um, but when you start to double down to who am I, what am I, you know, why do I, where does this power come from? This internal thing, like, like the Iron Man, like that, that spark, you know, right. Um, you, you do see the world differently. And when you understand that and you get to that point to where I know who Oak is, I know who Jay is. Oh man, you, you want, you free. You woke, whatever the word you want to put on it, right? Liberation, man. That's the whole question. That's the whole question. The purpose is for other people. Yes. And that's the epiphany I had a couple years ago. I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, yo, this thing, we, because she, I mean, she, I'm the creative. She's the, oh man, she's all brain. She just walking brain, super smart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we even each other out, right? And I said, well, man, like, I get it. You know, you have a passion for PT. I got a passion for, you know, running my mouth and doing the things I do. But I say, ultimately, it really ain't about us. We have it. It's great. We got it. But, okay, we're using this thing, this purpose, this gift, whatever you want to call it. But it's supposed to affect other people. It's supposed to. It has to. And, and right? the thing is, the, it, it does. It, it is. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. The reciprocity right. is, once it does, once you allow your spirit to, to impact and affect other folks, Mm-hmm. It's going to uplift you. It's going to be returned unto you tenfold. Yeah, it's going to be your overflow, right? It's almost it's like Denzel said. Denzel said, "And I'm selfish. I'm mm-hmm. selfish. Get you know, mm-hmm. I'm selfish about helping people mm-hmm. because it feeds me. That's why the number one quote, the number one thought that I have is everything is a you issue." Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if I'm helping you and it doesn't feed me, then eventually I'm going to grow resentful. I'm going to turn manipulative. Yeah, It's going to turn to the left. That's not going to benefit neither one of us. But if, if you just hmm. eat from the plate of hmm. my overflow, that's why I say I'm conversing with God. You hearing your eavesdropping on it. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. But the eavesdropping and what you get from it, is what is supposed to uplift you, influence yeah. you, impact you, inspire you, right? Yeah. Yet, it, it is me. It's me. It's, it's, and, and we talk about selfish mm-hmm. in a very negative standpoint, right? Selfish just means I'm going to make sure I'm good. Mm-hmm. It just, the question is, what makes me good? Makes me good, hurt is, is making me good, hurting other people, stepping on other people, talking mm-hmm. about other people, demeaning other people, or is what makes me good inspiring other people, impacting other people, yeah, uplifting other people. Because everyone does it. That's why you, you know, you you can't eradicate your ego, you can only locate it. Where's your ego? Mm. Repeat that one more time, please. You can't eradicate your ego, you okay. can only locate it. So wow. anytime you feel yourself off. Oh, Where's yeah. my ego right now? If I'm angry, where's my ego right now? Mm-hmm. If I'm excited, where's my ego right now? Am I excited because I'm looking good or am I excited because someone else is doing good? Yeah. Where's my ego right now? I had to do that yesterday. I got done and I had to make sure because that's that's my thing. Like I have to, if I ever had a flaw, it would be that, you know, my dad, I remember when I was a kid. Um, I forgot what I was so excited about something and I, I got in trouble. He was, he, he was watching Law and Order. I never forget it. He said, go get the Bible. I was like, I was like, what? He said, go to Proverbs. He said, find 
tell me how many times pride they talk about pride you know in proverbs so i was like it's like but i got it after like an hour i'm a, i'm telling you i'm a hard learner <laughs> i have to get it i'm, I'm blunt for strong as we say in the army i have to really get it um and so yesterday i i'm me knowing that about myself i'm like why am i i felt good i was nervous you know but like you said i kind of used it you know and after a while you know i was able to kind of get in my groove but I was talking to my wife. I said, no, I really felt good because you get, no, I, I felt that people were feeling me. Mm-hmm. And then people ca- came up a little bit after and actually asked questions. I was like, whoa, like something that little old me said made a difference. And so thank, thankfully it was for that. I feel like I've grown a little bit, you know, but I, I still, I still do self checks, even in those high moments, just to make sure that it's coming from a genuine place. And, yeah. and, I, I never I talk about this all the time. I was watching the show National Geographic, um, and it was talking about this guy living in the woods, like off the land. He had like Wi-Fi and stuff, but like he was like, "Hey, I'm at peace," and it was like joy, you know. Not just had back all this stuff, but he'd wake up, go fishing, you know, chop some wood. He building, he building like he sold bookcases or something like that. But he was like in his moment and his groove, and he was like, "Hey, I don't need all this stuff." I was like, "I'm not saying you need all this stuff, but you could." Get a, you know, you can buy a nice little car or something. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm good with my, my, my F-150. I got this. And he said, I, I'm not just content. He said, but I'm, I genuinely have joy. He said, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm elated every morning. I wake up excited to do the next thing the next day. And I have been chasing that. that that's the high that I chase is, is yeah. that joy. Is something that you can't put a price tag on, something you can't buy. It's just the, the life that you decide to live and that you're happy and that you're you're good with it and if the, all the other extra stuff comes with it great so and so for me i listen to these you know famous people and stuff and it ain't about the money and this and the third and i, I used to say well it's easy to say that when you already you know you up there <laughs> right it's easy to say it ain't about the money it's cool but uh and it, it don't get me wrong when you have um i guess quote unquote financial freedom or whatever you're able to do different things to make you know make a change but ultimately that God's gonna bless or whoever what the universe is gonna reward whatever you believe in those actions because it's sincere and it's coming from a good place. And um, you know, we see people on social media all the time. They, they have the worst camera, the worst environment, not most aesthetically pleasing, and they just doing their thing. It's a guy mm-hmm. on TikTok I watch all the time. He just playing with his yo-yo and he's so passionate. <laughs> he got all these little tricks and he's selling yo-yos and stuff online he don't care what people think and people talking in the comments he was like yeah he's just kind of going in i said i, I need that and so as, I, as i'm still growing and learning like you know th- this right here i'm in my I'm in my, my space i'm good and so i'm always chasing those moments and, and that's another reason as we as we close i was wanted to uh have you on here is because i noticed the uh the passion and the drive that you have and I know that it does come from a sincere place and we need more people like you doing what you do. Not just for, like you said, I don't post every day just to say, Hey, I'm feeding the beast. I'm doing it when I have something to say. So you get it when you get it, <laughs> you know? And so, um, if we have to think, I think if more people kind of took that, that mindset, then we'll, we'll, Hey, we'll be in a better place for real. Appreciate you, boss. Yeah, I appreciate man. what you're doing, man. Can yes, you, sir. I can tell you in your space, you can, you and your element stay in it. Stay in it. And I'm saying stay in your element. Yeah. You don't have to stay in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This right here. You don't have to stay in this. Stay in your element. Because yes, as you grow and, you know, 30, when you're 39, your element may be something else. Mm-hmm. Stay you know. The last segment, and I, we was going to touch on this a little bit and we'll be done, 
it's the scripture. No matter what we talk about, whether it's toothpicks or refrigerators or motivation, right? I want to make sure people get some word, whether you believe in God or not. Hey, you can cut it off. It's on you. Um, it's Psalms 118 and 6. And it's a super dope scripture. Thought on it, chewed on it. And it says, the Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? <sighs> Whoo! And so that particular translation, because the other one says like people, you know, individuals, but the new, new international version, I always recommend people, hey, you get a scripture, like, you know, research it for yourself, right? Don't trust the person that's giving it to you. Hey, do your own research, right? What can mere mortals do to me? And, th- and if that don't coincide with what we're talking about, <laughs> you know, because when you know who you are, when you know God, you know, you got, I always say, hey, God is at that, that 45 on your hip. You walk a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You got that 45 on your hip rather when you don't, right? You know, not so much people can tell you, you know. And so when you know you have that power, what you're talking about, that divinity, that who, who am I, right? Um, I read a lot of books um from actually Elijah Muhammad and other other um it's a dude named 19 Keys. He talks about knowing who I am, you know, uh divine masculinity, right? And he said, I know who I am, and I can't, this is you know who I am. So I equate that with God for me too. Hey, when the Lord is with me, I, I can't, I can't, I will not be afraid because. What y'all, what y'all got on me? Right. Mere like, read, read, it again. <laughs> read it again. Read it the, one more time. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So I want us to understand that as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Mere, who are mere mortals? And I would like for us just to consider for a moment that the only mere mortal that is being talked about in this scripture is you. Mm, okay. Don't be afraid of you. Mm. Do not be afraid of you. Because you got to remember of uh, the nurture aspect. You've been shaped by this world. Yeah. You're you're of this world. But if you're in this world, then that's when you have fear. You're of this world. Make sure you, you're of this world. Not getting caught up in it. Not getting caught up in it. So the only fear you have is to fear yourself. You are the mere mortal that you should not fear. Okay. I see, as we had the crowd, they'd be snapping. You won't even clap. <laughs> that was oh, good. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a problem, no, man. No, I, I get it. It's me versus me. Yeah. Yeah. At, yeah. at the end of the day, because I think when people first hear that, they feel yeah. like it's me against the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Nah. Because the world gonna win every time. Mm. Because you are part of the world, you're in the world. But when you make it a me against me, you are gonna win every time. Because you have divinity. There you go. Huh. I mean, for real. So when when I I hear that, I hear it from the standpoint of I should not fear myself. We just we just talked about it. What am I fighting now? I'm mm. fighting to see whether I should go and talk to other educators and yeah. stand on stage and offer my experiences and that I'm fearing myself. That's the only fear. Mm. Whatever it is that you're battling, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you got doubt about right now, it is you that you're fearing. Mm. It's not other people. You're fearing how you're going to Response. feel yeah. if, you are, if you are rejected by other people. That's what you fear. You don't fear the rejection. Deep. <laughs> it's, I, you might not give yourself the problem. I, I will. I, I will. I, 
<laughs> even I remember, I think when you first came on, you know, he's kind of telling, you know, everybody about you and stuff. And, you know, you super humble. And I really appreciate that. That's why it's up to us to give you a flowers, too, because, you know, no matter how humble or, you know, to a place we get, I do think that from the people that matter, you want to, you know, every now and then you just kind of yeah. feel it. And you know, it, you, it, you enjoy it, the move is, forward, but, you know, I, yeah. It's wind beneath my wings. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, it is. That's it's good, though. It's Okay, man. You, Thank you. you hey, are, you are the more than you feel, man. That's it. Well, hey, we didn't go too long. I know we could go probably another hour. Uh, I really hope y'all enjoyed the conversation uh, with my uh, my newfound friend, Oak. Uh, this is No Tech Talk Podcast, where the only rule is to have no tech. This is always a reminder to live life on purpose and always live with a little no tech in your life. See you next time. Peace. <laughs>